Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. This is Hot Tech with Jan Vermeulen. I just thought it's uh, just going about uh, 11 minutes to 5 o'clock. You just need some more time to chat more on uh, this kind of issue. Jan will understand. Jan Vermeulen, our editor at My Broadband, joining us now on the line. Jan, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us once again. Good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. As I said, Jan, uh, quite a few things we want to unpack uh, this afternoon. So I just thought we'd steal a few minutes uh, of uh, our time on our show this afternoon. Uh, one would think now that, uh, well, China is one of, is one of South Africa's, uh, shall we say, allies. We're part of BRICS, and China has now added solar power capacity as big as ESCOM in one year. Wow, what a secret they've got and what a way of doing it. I hope they're going to share that uh, information and way to do it with South Africa. What, what's this all about? Yeah. How did they do this yeah so yeah unfortunately china is is fairly opaque so Mm. it's difficult to to know exactly you know what kind of incentive structures um are at play here but yeah they've essentially added um you know enough solar capacity to their grid or or, um uh, you know uh, um solar the amount of solar capacity to their grid that is equal to the amount of it's or at least almost equal to ESCOM's entire installed capacity. Now, obviously, wow. um, you know, there's there's uh, some considerations there. Firstly, um, you know, solar's availability factor is not nearly as high as the theoretical availability factor of coal, but obviously theoretical availability factor means nothing in South Africa where the power plants are constantly broken down. Right. Um, so, but but the the... The fact remains, it's a huge amount of solar. Obviously, China does have the advantage of being the country that's manufacturing, uh, a, you know, a, a huge chunk of these uh, solar, solar panels, panels in the first right. place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's one. That's one. Uh, you know, a thing that counts in their favour, and uh, you know, just also being a much larger economy than than South Africa is to to begin with. Um, but still, uh, it's it's certainly an illustration that it can be done. Sure. Um, uh, and all it takes is money being channeled in the right direction. And, of course, uh, disciplined implementation. Wouldn't you agree with that, Jan? It, 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 coupled with, yes. as you say, monetary input. Uh, the, the, the two have yeah. got to work in tandem. <laughs> it's one thing to have money, exactly. but then uh, to implement and actually action these projects, that's another story. Yeah, yeah, and and to make sure that you know wastage is kept to a minimum. Um, of course, and that's, you know uh, that's that's administrative wastage and corruption. Um, so uh, I'm sure that uh, China has its fair share of corruption. Indeed, but the 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 the, the fact remains um, that you need to keep that kind of graft to a minimum. Uh, make sure the state uh, remains functional. And, you know, make sure that, the, the you know, uh, if, if you lose money due to wastage and corruption, it's no more than, say, 10, 15 percent. And the rest all goes towards building energy and capacity because because China was well on its way to an energy crunch on its own. It's, you know, to, uh, the, you know, this is uh, perhaps um, not established fact or or, uh, you know, truth. What, what I'm trying to say is this is, you know, one analysis of, of why it did what it did, but um, uh, at least one analysis of why it kicked crypto miners out of the country, right. um, I think this was back in 2021, um, is because it was, it was um, struggling to meet its energy demands. Mm-hmm. And so uh, rather than, you know, um, I, I guess complain about it or blame other people, 
um, uh, you know, it, it got to work on an incredibly, uh, sh- you know, short turnaround time plan, got the solar installed and, um, you know, had very minimal impact, you know, whereas, you know, South Africa has been suffering with some form of load shedding or, you know, or other since 2008. Right. It was like, a, you know, a couple of years where, you know, we, we kind of, you know, uh, didn't have load shedding. And then, you know, I think since basically 20, you know, 2015, um, you know, the, the load, the load shedding acts has been, um, over our heads the whole time. 2018, it was back in full force. Um, and then since, you know, 2020, it's just been out of control, uh, simply because our government didn't act. Um, so certainly there's a lesson there to be learned from our, yeah. you know, for our, for our government from the Chinese government in just Putting the shoulder to the wheel, no, uh, well, taking action. Well, let's hope they take a leaf uh, out of their book, uh, Jan. Uh, we can only hope for the best. Jan, we need to. Well, we just need to move on now. Quite a few things I want to unpack with you. Uh, one of the other yes. things is South Africa's electricity price nightmare. What's happening here now? This was an analysis of South Africa's electricity prices, a detailed analysis from 2007. Uh, but the analysis goes all the way back to 1970. Mm-hmm. From um, Anton Eberhardt, it, it was uh, it, it's a very insightful look at uh, you know the price of electricity relative to inflation, the official inflation figures right um, in South Africa. And uh, one of our sister publications, Daily Investor, did a similar analysis dating all the way back to the 1950s. Right, and uh, and it shows that here around when we first started seeing. Um, uh, uh, load shedding in South Africa here around 2008 is where the electricity price just went completely um, hey, out of whack right. with inflation in South Africa. Um, and, and we've had multiple years of, uh, and you know, I, I wonder if we tune it out like, like we tune out trauma because we're talking about like, you know, 20, 25%, 30% increases in the average electricity tariff uh, where where these price increases have just been disproportionate to average inflation in South Africa right. and uh, and and the thing the reality is that those energy tariffs then um, have a knock-on effect on input costs which then affect future inflation right so right. so it's no wonder that we've got this runaway cost of living problem in the country because the fact is that the the average price of electricity has risen by far more than than everything else has and so that is eventually going to catch up with you and that's what we're seeing now um uh the 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 you know the 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 sins of the fathers as it were um, you know, uh, or, or perhaps uh, sure. a better turn of phrase the chickens coming home to roost oh dear um uh, but, th- that uh, and and so yeah, that's that's what uh, that uh, energy price nightmare article is all about. Is is just um, uh, neatly illustrating with data um, how the 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 price of electricity has has gone up uh, over the last. Uh, you know, yeah. but, you know, 20 years in detail, but wow. going all the way back to 1970. Absurd. Really absurd. But, uh, let's look at the flip side here, Jan. One of the other, um, uh, articles, uh, featuring on my broadband is, uh, certain households will be getting a relief from ESCOM's 18.65% electricity tariff hike. Tell us about this. Yes. So, um, you know, so, as you say, silver lining is mm-hmm. the, the poorest in South Africa. 
can expect um, some, let's not call it relief. Um, let's just call it the, uh, a lower electricity price increase. Their electricity price increase will be 10%. That's right. with folks on um, what's called the home light 20 amp tariff, okay. or it's equivalent, I, I would expect, uh, under municipalities. And uh, 10% is still well above inflation, right? Sure. Well above average inflation. Let's not let's not mince words or or, or uh, put lipstick on a pig here. Right. Um, okay. So it, it's still a, it's still a very high tariff increase, but it's much lower than 18.65%. But also, it's important to understand that tariff increase or that 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 um, lower tariff increase comes uh, is it needs to be cross subsidized, and it is being cross subsidized by what ESCOM is calling its key urban and industrial customers who are getting okay. a tariff increase closer to 30% to oh subsidize uh, poorer households. And so um, we asked ESCOM, listen, who are these key industrial and urban customers? Because right. I live in an urban area, or at least a suburban area. Um, right. Many of us do. Right. Um, which industrial customers are going to be impacted by this 30% price hike? Right. And they, they issued a clarifying statement which clarified nothing. Um, and they didn't oh, okay. answer our very direct questions about this. So uh, very, very unfortunate. Oh, I guess we'll find out on the yeah. 1st of April. Indeed. <laughs> seems prices like, are going up by 30%. Yeah, it seems like a bit of an evasive move, uh, maneuver. Jan, uh, we're going to have to leave it there, just as what well. we crossed over early to you. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, and, uh, yeah, My always pleasure. a pleasure chatting to you. Look forward to your next update uh, next year. Jan Vermeulen, the editor at My Broadband, uh, telling us about what's going on with our electricity status and who's going to be expecting relief and who's subsidizing it.